It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Yo, what up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm your host, ASAP Barbie. Y'all know I got the gang gang, Eric, in my pocket with me. What up? What yo. up, people? Uh, yo, so... We got two pretty good topics, pretty deep topics, I shall say. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, George Floyd, which I'm sure everybody, uh, everybody's heard about, the black man that was choked out in uh, Minnesota. And um, the second topic is going to be, what's too big of an age gap to date someone? Um, but I'll start off with the uh, George Floyd. Um I say, like I always say, it's a sad situation and it's horrible. It should never happen. Um, That goes to show that they, of course, you know, they never will and never have respected us as people being black. Um, But one thing that I do get frustrated a lot about is how Sunday, I mean, I'm just using this for an example, too, because I did see it. Sunday, I was watching the little news, little breaking news came across how Memorial Day, there was a club that was open in my area, uh, open at night, and five people got shot. But because it was five black people who got shot by another black person, there was no Black Lives Matter. But then, here comes this white guy who chokes out a black guy, which is still wrong, regardless, wrong is wrong. Now we got all these protests and these marches, and then it's like, what's the end game? What happens after the protest? After you tear up shit, after you break windows and march in the streets, what's next? Like, I've always wondered, what's next? Like, we have to go deeper than just protesting. Like, so, I mean, that's, that's what's very frustrating to me on top of the situation actually happening. It's like, we only care when somebody of another race takes our life, but we don't care when we take our own lives. And and then we all we do is march. Like, what, what does marching prove? Like, where, where, does, where does that get us? Um, either one of y'all can jump in at any time and help me understand what does marching do for I was, us. I was, about, I was about to pounce get that all nigga over Because, like I said, I didn't think it was going to go this way, but uh, I saw something from a chick called Candace Owens today. And, and I think when when we talk about black on black homicide, um, I want to attack that point real quick. It's important to note that we get locked up for that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's something that you can't like pass over. The justice system works perfectly when a black man kills another black man. So while, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to see that, and you're going to see movements or organizations that do things to make sure that, you know, young black men across the country have other outlets outside of uh, resorting to violence. You're not going to see a big movement because the judicial system does what it's supposed to do. If I go out and I kill Dwayne Barbie today, you know, over some dumb shit or over some neighborhood beef or something like that, we've seen on the first 48, they have no problem. 
uh, finding, you know what I'm saying, our murderers. Um, so I think that's one reason why you don't see a lot of protests at courthouse for black on black crime. Um, with this, I just wanted to say that with this, um, you're, you're going to see an outrage. And I'm, I do agree with you. Um, like I'm at the point right now, it's like, all right, what do we do next? I reminded of a Meek Mill song where he said, the revolution shall be televised. This year is all about us, so fuck the other side. Gotta get killed on camera for us to come alive. Well, shit, we dead already from all this homicide. Like, if if we're only gonna get motivated and inspired when these type of things happen, you know what I'm saying? That I have to question it. It has to be a follow-up to it. Um, and I, like I said, I'm all protest is the voice of the people, so I'm never going to knock a protest. But I'm at the point right now where you know what I'm saying, and I've been there that I want to take it to another level. If we're not going to come together and get some of these laws changed, it's like, what are we doing? Right, and I, and I like I said, but I'm not, you I'm not saying that the protests aren't good. I'm just saying, what's next after tearing up the streets, saying fuck the police, and all this and all that in the streets? It's like. A week later, it's just dead and gone. Like, there's nothing else behind it. You get what I mean? Like, I want to know what's next. Like you said, we, it must, yeah, be, a follow it must up. be a follow-up. It has to be a follow-up. Like, we got to sit down with whoever we need to sit down with and talk about how this shit need to change or so on and so forth. And, you know, just like this situation happened, it reversed me back to the reason that I said a few episodes ago um, Eric, if you remember, the shit that happened in Dallas with those police officers, that shit needed to happen. And it needed to happen because of shit like this. Granted, those cops were minding their own business, but it's just like, so do these innocent black people. They're just minding their own business. And then they get charged up for some shit that, that's so petty. And then, bam, their life is taken. So now it's like, yeah, I'm I'm on some C I4 and I kind of shit. Like, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I am. I'm on some I4 and I kind of shit. Well, I'm gonna let Mabaki jump in, but I'm a I don't want to end the conversation before it starts. But like, there our problem lies in all right, what's next? I feel like we as a people have so many different ideas about what's next. You got some people. That, that, you know, you got some Martins out there and you got some Malcolms out there. And if the Martins and the Malcolms can't agree on how to move forward, then it's stagnation. And I think that's where we're at right now. Um, but go ahead. Uh, for Martin. me, in my opinion, there's a few things I want to touch on. First things first, I want to touch on the whole black on black thing. I mean, rest in peace to the people who got killed uh, over by your way, Bobby. You feel what I'm saying? Respect to them and their family. But at the end of the day, that whole concept, black on black violence, is a concept that was created to get in the way of black people uh, dealing with black issues. You feel what I'm saying? People right. from a particular race are always killed mostly by people from that race. If you look at white people, majority of white people are killed by white people. You look at Chinese people, a majority of them are killed by people that look just like them. It's across the board. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Mexicans, etc., etc. The list goes on. You're more, you're more likely to die by the hand of someone who's from your same race and culture. That's across the board. So black on black violence is regular because white on white violence is regular, but you never hear nobody talking about that. So that whole entire, oh, we don't beef about black, that's that's silly. You're more likely to die 
from someone from your own race and culture. Point blank, period. I think the number for black on black for black people dying by other black people is like 90%. I think the number for white people dying by white people is like 86. It's across the board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need to dead that, leave that in the water, let that shit drown right then and there. Because that's that's just made by somebody to get in the way of what the fuck we really need to talk about. Now, as far as Mr. Floyd passing away, I mean, rest in peace to him, condolences to his family. George Patterson. Uh, I called him Mr. Floyd. Oh, okay. Uh, what's it called? I mean, rest in peace to him and his family, etc., etc. For me, I very much agree with what's next, but you know, with certain things like this, you feel what I'm saying? Like with the way it was done, with the video evidence, with how gruesome and disgusting it was, it's like a shock. You feel what I'm saying? Like I saw it for me, for real. If I'm being honest, as a young man, I'm tight numb to this shit. You know what I'm saying like. This shit been going on for like this shit been going on hard since I was like in high school and shit. As far as I can remember, as far as it being so televised and thrown in your face. So for me at this point, I heard it happen. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So I saw the video. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But it didn't hit me to my core because this shit been going on year in and year out. It's always one that stands out every single year. Some major shit. You feel what I'm saying? One one day is Sandra Bland, other day is Mr. Garner, etc., etc. Niggas is getting killed by police all the time. Right. In my opinion, the way that we should be tackling it, if we is talking about what's next, because, you know I mean, we can't be sitting over here amongst ourselves working at what's next, what's next. We also got to contribute to the solution. We got to get the brainstorm and seeing, oh, what can we do? One thing that's dumb as fuck, that's not a viable solution, is tearing up your own communities. I understand niggas is hurt because the shit is gruesome, it's ugly, it's deep. It hits deep, it hurts. I understand that. But at the end of the day, you tearing up your own community is not doing nothing but hurting yourself. Those gates you breaking is your gates. Those establishments you fucking up is the establishments that people in your community make money from, go to, to do commerce or whatever the fuck it is they need to do. You know what I'm saying? I never understood that fucking mindset. Oh, these niggas is wildin'. Let's fuck up everything in our general area. Instead of going over the way the fuck they be at and fucking shit up. Not to say that I'm advocating any sort of violence or anything like that. I'm just trying to uh, make sense of the whole entire thing. Right. What I think we should be doing is, no. personally, the only way we could stop this shit, as far as it being targeted to us, is to combat police brutality as a whole. People in different cultures are so divisive. You feel what I'm saying? As soon as they see someone from their own culture, especially black people, trying to deal with an issue that's affecting black people, all of a sudden, niggas want to get in their bag. All of a sudden, niggas want to be like, well, what about us? We deal with this. Well, what about us? We deal with this. You feel what I'm saying? Right. When it comes to black people in America, niggas don't got no empathy. Niggas don't give a fuck. They always try to find a way to pigeonhole themselves into the shit that we dealing with. You know what I'm saying? You fuck around, <laughs> yeah. I fuck around here, nigga talking about, oh, you know, they were Irish slaves and shit like that. Like, bro, no one don't want to, no one, ain't, niggas ain't talking about that. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So for me, the only viable solution I can see happening in America, considering the circumstances I just described, is for us to attack police brutality, period, across the board, regardless of race, creed, and color. If the end game is we trying to get these niggas to fuck up off us, if the yep. end game is we trying to get these niggas to stop, because it's getting, like I said, I'm I'm numb to this shit, bro. This shit didn't, I didn't bat an eye. I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's wild. And it's crazy. I got two sons, one two and a, one about to be three, 
And uh, my youngest one is about to be six months. You feel what I'm saying? And chances are, God, God forbid, if they grow up and what we talking about, what we doing is fail, they're going to grow up. This is going to be a normal occurrence to them. Because it's a yeah. normal occurrence for me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Know what I mean? So if we want to tackle it, we got to understand that the playing field currently, as soon as we start talking about shit affecting us, all of a sudden, these niggas got to bring up their own gripes and complaints. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for me, the only way that we can attack it is if we take a look at police brutality as a whole. Take a look at the culture of police and citizens. Take a look at the culture of police and criminals. Because at the end of the day, you could take a look at these niggas. These niggas so quick to go in there while this person was committing a crime, etc., etc. But criminals got rights. You know what I'm saying? Selling Lucy's outside of a store isn't a death sentence. You know what I mean? Right. Doing particular things, etc., etc., isn't a death sentence. These people are prisoners, but they're human beings, or they, they're criminals. They may or may not be criminals, but they're human beings nonetheless. They should be treated as such. Go about the shit the correct way, use the correct um um standard operating procedures, and then we can see what the fuck to do. But if you sitting on a nigga neck, a nigga telling you you he can't breathe, you don't got nothing else to think about except for let me apply more pressure. Come on, it's something we gotta test the system. What's going yeah. on? But the way we gotta do it is we gotta look at our police brutality on the whole. Cause if not, these other niggas is enemies of progress. Next thing you know, these white people gonna be talking. About, oh well, look, they got all the white people who die by police brutality. Oh, look at all these so on and so forth who die by police brutality. Not looking at the fact that niggas is getting killed by the police. So you know that's how that's that's what I have to offer to the table as far as a viable solution. I mean, I don't know if it'll work, but it's a place to start, in my opinion. Yeah. Eric, what you got? I know you got something. No, I, I don't disagree with him. I would just I would just say, when you think about it, like, I can, I can th- go back to the 50s and the 40s and even before that, and you can see documented protests and activism versus police brutality. So I think at some point... We just got to call a spade a spade and, and just realize that there's nobody out here. There's no large group of people out here that's concerned about us and our right. well-being. Oh. Um, and when you realize that, it's like, all right, if we know we all we got, then we have to depend on each other. You know what I'm saying? And we have to, like, whether it's police brutality or whatever issue it is, um, the judicial system, we have to be a united front moving forward. And I think that's going to be our biggest challenge. Um, only because, like I said, we have so many different opinions of how we should move mm-hmm. forward, you know? Um, but like I said, dude, like, I agree with everything that my Baki said. Um, and I just sit back and I look and say, damn, we've been fighting police brutality since, you know, we ended slavery. Like, what is it going to take, you know? Because obviously what we're doing is not working. Um, and I think it's going to take something radical. Um, and like I said, we'll get into that later. I but mean, I just, you know, I like you said, uh, we're going to have to do something radical. I think we're going to have to stop thinking like Martin and start acting like Malcolm. I think that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, I don't think that's been the response. I don't think the response has been, oh, let's be peaceful about it. I think there are several fronts. I, I mean, we, you know, we, we, are, we are very, we are very, very peaceful about this. Like, you get angry when you first hear it and you go protest. And like you said, you tear up your own shit, but then you turn around and be like, you know what? Jesus loves you. I forgive you because he forgives you. Fuck that. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. In my opinion, I think 
if you take a step back and you look at it regardless, however you look at it regardless at any point in time, power always breeds corruption. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the police mm-hmm. stand for. It's a group of people, a group of individuals who at any given point in time could pressure you with a with a with a level of force that's that, that's backed by the United yeah, States. They, government. Yeah, they abuse their authority. Yeah, yeah they have power. Definitely. I mean authority authority, mm-hmm. power it all breeds corruption. So certain right. niggas gonna move however the fuck they wanna move. But I just but, I don't I don't look but at I also but I also tell people, but I also let people know if like let's say for instance that cop that cop who was choking that young man right let's say he said i can't breathe and then there was a real hood nigga came up and put that pistol to that cop head i bet you would have got up 100 you know what i'm saying so 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 that's why i say we always take the malcolm approach i mean we take the martin approach as far as Pull out the cell phone so you can have proof, and we gonna pray about it, and we gonna march about it, and we gonna protest about it. That's that Martin stuff. But that, Malcolm shit, would, Malcolm shit would be one of you. Somebody gonna blow this nigga head. See, this off right, but listen, listen, listen. Let's take it easy. First off, let me characterize something for you, cause y'all give my nigga Martin a hard time. So look, if a nigga. Looking at a nigga getting hurt like that, for instance, let's say the nigga who was recording, it was a nigga talking to him, like, yo, like, what's up with you? Like, you ain't got to be doing all this, etc., etc. That nigga not thinking, oh, I need to be doing this non-violent because, you know, that's my morals. I can't use violence. I'm on my turn of the cheek shit. That nigga is thinking about self-preservation. That nigga thinking, if I fucking, if I get it in with these niggas, A, I'm looking at these niggas, got a, got, he literally got his foot on this nigga neck. If I get into it with these niggas, they're going to either kill me, they're going to do something similar to what they're doing to this nigga, and I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to fuck up whatever the fuck I got going on on the outside right now. I don't think that's them thinking about, oh, I need to be non-violent because of my morals. Niggas just scared of the police. Niggas don't want them problems. Niggas do not want to get into it with them niggas. Straight like that. It's not about being Martin or something like this in the dirt. And my nigga Martin, and that, that don't that don't match with what Martin was doing, because Martin was far from shook. He was far from afraid. My nigga was out there in the streets facing all sorts of wild shit. Shit we can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you already understand it. I don't even gotta tell you that. You know what I'm saying? So that that characterizing like that for me don't match. Because that niggas not jumping in and fighting the police is self-preservation. Them niggas is afraid. And I understand it, because I can't say, I'm be, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. If I saw some police brutality going on, unless it was my friends and family, I'm not jumping in there. I'm not, because I got I got kids to feed. I got a wife. You know what I'm saying? I got responsibilities. And on top of that, I ain't trying to get beat up by these motherfucking police. You know what I'm saying? So for me personally, I can say 100% for a fact, unless it was my family members or one of my niggas or something like that. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting it. Or maybe a child. I'm not getting into it with them niggas. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's something that's across the board for a lot of people, regardless whatever race, creed, or color you are. Maybe white people are a bit more bold. Actually, now that I think about it, because you know you see this in the third. But I ain't trying to. I ain't talking about them niggas right now. I'm talking about us. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, let, let me t- let me touch on that real quick, Barbie. Um, because, and I just want to bring this up. I hate to be the historian, but you know that we did do that at one point in time in Oakland with the Black Panther Party, where a group of brothers said, you know what, we're going to police our neighborhoods. If you come up in here slapping our people up, you know what I'm saying? You will be shot, pretty much, for lack of a better word. We're going to defend ourselves and use our Second Amendment right. Uh, 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 Second Amendment right. 
You know they broke Hell the black yeah. Panther party up, right? Systematically. So when, whenever we get on that type of stuff, like I just want to say that we are going to be destroyed. It's as simple as that. They they're going to eradicate that from the inside out, from the outside in, whatever way, because they cannot have us out there. And and, and I agree with Mabaki. Like I say, and I'm not even knocking them right now, but. Uh, we talked about it on the show before. We are bred and programmed to survive in America. So our first thought is survival. And one thing, I just want to bring this up. I saw this on National Geographic when they was talking about that murder hornet uh-huh. stuff, right? So uh, a hornet would go into a bee's nest, right? And it would lay down pheromones. And the bees know it's danger. But what they do is they send signals to each other. And they say, yo, we're going to strike. But in order for them to strike, somebody has to sacrifice themselves. You know, we don't move like these as black people. You know, nobody is is built to sacrifice themselves for the good of the collective. You know, and when when I talk about, you know, we struggle to find solutions, that that's going to be our major challenge. Um, realizing that we're not going to make it to the, the promised land, like Martin Luther King said, and that we might have to give our life if we're really about the advancement of our people. You know. <laughs> I just want to bring it up. I get it. Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe it's just a human thing. Yeah, because really, for that to happen, it's like, think about it. For that to happen, for niggas to really be on some, I fuck it, like, fuck self-preservation, the the crisis has to be at your front door. Like, you got to be, like, living in fucking Syria, getting bombed and shit by all sorts of fucking factions to really be like, I, at this point, it is what it is. Because truthfully, bro, most of us are living comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You told me, like I said, I've never even dealt with overt racism. Never dealt with no police violence. Not to say that it don't exist or nothing. Like, I'm just saying, like, there are, there, are, there are probably millions of niggas like me who've never dealt with this shit front line, face to face. So it's hard to tell a person like that, yo, you got to get the fuck up and, and give your life for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's at your front mm-hmm. door, you wake up, side of your house is blown the fuck off. It just don't hit as hard. You know what I mean? So... And I think that's the major difference. Like, Mabaki used the example, unless it's at your front door, unless it's your family. And like I said, I think we operate that where other groups of people, they look at everybody that looks like them as family. You know what I'm saying? They look at George Floyd as, hey, that's my brother. That could have been me. Um, And that's a big thing. The only solution, while y'all was talking solutions, I was just thinking about this. Um, There's a, a brother by the name of Dr. Claude Anderson. He did a Breakfast Club interview. And he talked about a five, pretty much, he used a, a five-story building as his solution for, you know, black people's problems and to get us out of the underclass in America. And it started with starting an economic base, you know, and a community. I heard Mabaki talking about community. Mm-hmm. He says that we don't have communities. We only have neighborhoods, places where we live, because we don't own anything in our neighborhoods to even say that we have a community. But starting an economic foundation, um, or laying down an economic right. foundation, um, buying off politicians to legislate on our behalf, you know, influencing the judicial system to have laws that don't, um, you know, disproportionately affect us, um, purchasing the media and controlling the narrative of these stories about us, and then, you know what I'm saying, educating our own. I honestly believe that is the plan for us, but how that's going to work is going to like it's going to cause for some of us to sacrifice you know what i'm saying like we can't get there overnight that's something that 
has to be done over generations, you know? And do we have the wherewithal and the will to work towards the, the empowerment of our people throughout our whole lifetime so it'd be better for our grandkids, you know? I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I can agree with that. That's a tough thing That's to it. even think about because if you think about it, most of, most black people, the issue is when you think about all these other people and all these other races and nationalities they have like a cultural foundation that they can look upon and use well, as their moral compass it goes back to it goes back mm-hmm. to what eric said it goes, it, nah, it goes it's more than that it's more yeah than... it goes back to they like the asians and the and the mexicans and so on and so forth like they're here they come here to thrive we're already here just to survive that's the difference like literally, that's the difference. Like we just want to be, like you said, Mavaki, we just want to be comfortable. We just want to be comfortable and left alone. That's it. I like, think we that's don't want anybody. We, but I'm saying no, that's not everybody. It's it us. Because listen, like we don't, we don't want nobody to say nothing to us. We don't want to be bothered. We just want to wake up, go to work, provide, protect, and die. That's it. That's all we want to do as black people. You gotta understand, right? You gotta take a look and at. We it don't want to do shit else. So take it from take it from someone who comes from a from an immigrant family. I'm gonna give you a mindset into the I'm gonna give you a peek into the immigrant mentality. So me being Senegalese, I have a culture, a, a point of reference that I can look to right behind me. I don't gotta go back 10, 15, 20, however many generations to find some vague cultural reference, try to uh freaking um try to relate to it in some which way and use that as my way forward i got something right behind me me and all of my family every senegalese person in america has a cultural reference that is used as our moral compass to guide us through the world we can all rally behind that and it makes us it makes it easy for us to come together and work together on particular things let's say like exactly you're driving and so forth but you got to understand there's a there's something missing the you issue know, with you know, you, you know you know another reason why you're thriving well you're thriving because you can always leave and go back to Senegal. no nah, it's not that not nah, no 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 yeah no, that's no. the that's the difference listen that, that is the major difference give me a second. you have somewhere to go back to listen, you're but to listen Senegal closely to what i'm we're telling not connected you. to africa at all listen listen closely to what i'm telling you so not only the cultural reference let me just talk about that for instance these niggas who come from these third world countries, the reason why they thrive in America because they know how fucking bad it can be. Being poor in America is a is a is a is a being being homeless in America. I heard Mike Tyson say another one. Being homeless in America is a dream for like eighty percent of the of the world. Being homeless in America, being outside, being able to go to a soup kitchen get food, being able to find some form of shelter like a Skid Row in California, that's a that's a that's heaven to eighty percent of the world. You know what I'm saying? It's a perspective thing. These niggas have dealt with particular things, so when they come here, they know how much worse it can get. But that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. What I'm talking about right now is how Eric, your plan is beautiful, it's gorgeous, you know what I'm saying? But it takes for black people as a whole, at least a a, a, a big portion of us to come together to rally behind something. And the and the reason why it's so hard for us to the reason why I never like when we compare to let's say Asians or Arabs or Mexicans or anyone like that, any Latins, is because like I was saying earlier, they have a cultural reference. They have something they can go back to, rally behind, and they're all ready for that. 
because they know that's where they're truly from. They know that's what they truly believe in. Black people in America are just that, Americans. Black people in America over here in this part of the country think this particular way, view things this particular way, you know what I mean? And maybe they act this particular way. The same can be, and it's completely different on this side of the country or maybe uh, three hours up the road, you feel what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, black people in America are just Americans. Niggas don't got no culture that was taken away from them. You feel what I'm saying? And I agree with you. I agree with you. The, the only difference is you would say culture, I would say community, meaning like you, there is a place for immigrants to to rest their head at, do business with each other, go to church together. You know what I'm saying? Have their kids grow up, practice some of the same cultures as you as you would say. Um, and I feel like we don't have that. And I feel That's like that is yeah. the foundation. We got to establish that because when I see cultures or communities um, of immigrants, the reason why I use them as a model is because they got one thing straight. We're going to come over here and we all going, we're not going against the grain. We're going to move with the, with the unit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make no rules. I'm not going to be an uh, independent or a sore thumb. Uh, what is, I forget what the term is where you stick out like mm. a sore thumb. Yeah, that's what it is. We just going to get over here right. and get with the program. We, we Us, we, we don't have that. You know, you got some of us raising kids to be doctors. You got others training their kids to be athletes. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that one thing to move towards. And I think once we all come on the same page, then we can start talking about making stuff better. But for now, it's just that conversation's dead. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever happen, to be honest. Yeah, we never, I mean, we had some people doing it, but we, like, I'll use Malcolm, for instance. We had Malcolm talking that talk, hey, we must separate. We must depend on each other. But people weren't getting down with the, the religion aspect of it. You had Martin. You know what I'm saying? People weren't getting down with the nonviolence. We had leaders before that was trying to get us on the right path. But like, as I said in the beginning, it's hard to get so many independent minds. Like, we're, we're programmed already, right? We don't have that reference, like as you talk about, that cultural reference. So it's hard to get unprogrammed people, um, I'm sorry, programmed people on a on a program outside of the United States, you know what I'm saying, Eurocentric right. program that we went through. That's what the I'm saying. The shit won't hit till it's at your front door. The shit won't hit till it's at... And chances are, it'll... But, that, but, but that's just for one black family. That's just for one black family out of all of us. Black people, it'll never be at your front door. Chances? Chances are that won't happen. With the way just the world is moving in the direction that it's moving in, that's why for me, I don't think that's ever possible. For, for me, for what you're saying to happen, something drastic has to happen. Like, more drastic than what the fuck, like, something, I mean, like, I mean, war, like, war, like, war I mean, will have to be declared. Right, but the, but the sad us. part about it is, but the sad thing about it is, it's more likely to happen than you think. Like, it just hasn't happened. Well, That's war? why you say it's not gonna happen. No, no, I'm just saying in general, like, like, tomorrow morning, you could be on your way to work or to the grocery store tomorrow and get pulled over and a nigga shoot you just because you black. Nah, but you like, understand what I'm saying. I'm not like talking about it. I'm not talking about it at an individual level. I'm talking about collective. I declare war on this group of people. Because that's the only way this going to happen. Because it could happen to me. It could happen to me. It could happen to me. And I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to get up. And I'm going to go work about it. Try to do something about it. But that's just going right, to be me. I'm talking about it affecting shit. a large group of us. It won't happen. Right. But, but what you're saying is asinine because... 
they've been doing it. No. Like since they let us since they let us out of slavery, they built prisons okay. and made laws. Yeah. Like that that's that's but for think us. Of, but think about it like this. Think about it like this. They they've been declaring war on think, us. Think about think, think about it like this. Cause you're talking about nuances and shit. Cause truth be told, you could go your whole life without ever going to prison. Just straight facts. Most of us you will. Could. Most most of us will. Most of us will go our whole lives without never. Not most a lot, but mo- not listen, most. listen. Most of us will go our whole lives without ever seeing the prison or without ever seeing a blue mask. That's facts. That's just facts. What I'm letting you know is all that nuanced shit ain't what the fuck niggas need. It gotta be war. It gotta be bombs in your fuck. You gotta get in the cellar. It's bombs raining on the crib. Cause think about all these niggas across the world. I'm just using the reference across the world. Shit not jumping till shit jumping. Niggas not about to get up revolution. I, re, all, the niggas from oh it's a revolution here. Niggas not about to do that unless it's at the front door of black people in America collectively across the board. In your gun in your mouth. I don't think it. Nigga, I don't think I'm it has you. to be war. I'm just using the word as a reference. You think the so? Business- y'all in Texas? I, I'll uh, just give you a good example. I'll give you a good yeah. example. Y'all are in yeah. Texas, right? So. There's nothing stopping me, you, and Barbie from getting, let's say, a restaurant in Texas, in a neighborhood in Texas. You know, um, it's not stop. There's not stopping uh, another three brothers from getting some real uh, cleaners in Texas, or a laundromat, or a grocery store. You know what I'm saying? That's how you establish community. We could do that without war. What the problem is going to be is, well, I don't trust Barbie like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I could do business with him or Mabaki, man. Like, I only know him for a year, man. Like, I think he might snake me. I think it's our mentality that it gets in the way. I think we can be self, de- uh, de- we could be dependent um, on each other without a bullet fire, you know? But our mentality ain't like yeah. that, you know? That's, that's what I think our number one problem is, you know? We can establish our little pockets in America to where we run everything um but you know what i just had a thought they did that in tulsa oklahoma that's a, that, but that's atlanta that right now that's atlanta i don't know it's bleak yeah and it's, it, it's a dude just atlanta. winning out atlanta. there like this is this is what i'm saying do you i'm not saying racism doesn't happen no, in atlanta or anything like that but I think when in these communities that we're talking about in Atlanta, where people are patronizing each other's business, what you, mean, and, the you know what I'm saying? They can, the dollar is. What I'm saying, I'm saying they, they're patron like you own a barbershop, I own a laundromat, he owns a grocery store, uh, we all shop with each other. I think those communities, like when it comes to that money circulating, I think they use that money to kind of, I'm going to keep it real, they pay politicians to keep cops mm-hmm. off them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too much green coming in to allow certain right. things to happen to black people, you know, in those yeah. communities, in those small pockets. And I think we can do that without firing a bullet, without swinging at a cop or do anything. Uh, but like I said, our mindsets ain't really like that. Even in Atlanta, I just think it's businesses spread out. But you heard about the black dollar. When we get it, it's yep. gone in six hours. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we go bankrupt every night, so... You know, we got to get our yep. minds right. That's true. Well, I mean, we, we, hey, maybe we need to be the three who sit at the table and start this conversation. <laughs> man, I'm on. Dude, we'd be rich. If we'd be able to solve that problem, we'd be the richest man it, for me, it's in just America too deep right rooted. now. There's so many things that have to change that I just don't, it's, it's too many things that need to happen for me. I mean, like, I don't think that we can all, I don't think that we can solve it in, uh, 
Like all BS aside, I like think we can sit down. I think we can sit down with whoever needs to be sat down with, and I think we can start it. But you right, like we'll die before it actually come to whole. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. I mean that's, that's I mean that's a fact. But or the fact even that worse. We, or even worse, we're going to be a permanent underclass yeah, if we don't I do mean, anything. Cause, cause, and I think that's I really what's about feel to happen. Like when Mabaki, Mabaki made a very good point, and I, I never understood that either. Um, it's like when bad shit happens, we tear up our own shit. And the crazy part about it is people always talk about this, the 92 rides and all this in L.A. The difference between the 92 rides and all these other rides is the niggas was burning down Asian restaurants, white restaurants. They wasn't doing it. Was, yeah, it was in their own hood, but it wasn't their shit. You get what I'm saying? Well, let me ask y'all this. I, I know we're about no, to close fine. this conversation, but like, this, you talking about riots in Minneapolis? Y'all know I'm yeah. in Hawaii, so I miss it. I mean, them. but no, no, I mean, I'm sure my pocket. So if there was, if there was riots in Minneapolis, I'm trying to tell nah, you they, they wasn't was. tearing up they the whole was. shit. They was. They well, don't well, own well, none I of that shit. I've seen videos of it. They like, was. I feel like all of these. The, the, the CVS is not their shit. The the grocery store is not their shit. I can almost guarantee. But listen, the whole they don't own none of that shit. That's the grocery store you go to, my nigga. That's the grocery store that. That Granny May goes that's, to fuck to to go get her prescriptions. That's that's shit. That's shit that you you regardless if you so, if you own I, it or not. These are literally services that you utilize. Send your weight. Go downtown. Let, let, let me say this. Niggas is just shook. Niggas is cool. Go ahead. Let, let, let me let me say this though. I'm not I'm not a I'm not supporting rioting. What I'm saying is I understand rioting. Rioting yeah. is the voice of the unheard. So when they say no justice, no peace, the reason why they're destroying shit is because it's not their shit. They don't view that as their shit. You know what I'm saying? The CVS is not they. I mean, I know it's a problem, but it's also a problem that a nigga had nah, but you a understand. knee on his neck and he died. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you, it's, I, it's yeah. eye for eye like yeah. Barbie was saying. You know what I'm saying? If y'all don't care about human life, See, I don't you, care about your not, grocery you're store. You're not paying attention. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Because like I said, also, I agree I, with I'm, you. I'm totally, Niggas, I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the side with Mabaki with this. Niggas one, don't advocate. Niggas not advocate for like, no violence. If, 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 like, let's say for instance, like, um, I don't know. Let's say like Eric, like you know, we was we was in Kansas or whatever, right? And uh-huh. let's say somebody from Leavenworth, one of the white people from Leavenworth, came to Westport and shot somebody, right? Why not go to Leavenworth and tear mm-hmm. up they shit instead of tearing up the shit that you use every day in Westport? Tim, you talking about no peace? What? What? What's, I'm, what's you know what I'm saying? Like, like, why? Yeah, why yeah. tear up? Because, because, because when you tear up that grocery store that Granny got to go to and get up prescriptions and all this shit, and you get your groceries from, when you burn that motherfucker down, yeah, it feels good in the moment. But what happens on Friday when when all your food run out? Where are you gonna go? Exactly. If you ain't got no problem. So this is this is this is what I'm this is like I said, I'm not disagreeing with y'all, but what I'm saying is, and I saw this this morning. When I woke up this morning, I saw this little young black kid. Yeah, I saw it. He was getting interviewed. Did y'all see that interview when he was talking about yeah, it looked like they was out of ride, but I don't know. Um, but he was like he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much just paraphrasing, he was like, Y'all did this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are the reason y'all woke up this sleeping beast. So all I'm saying is like 
we we can't say stuff like they're tearing up their own communities. That means that nah, we're not e, being real about the situation. E, they're tearing up their it. communities. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't own this stuff. So no, I'm just trying to get you to understand those people that let's say they they busted a window and went and and vandalized somebody's shit. Like I want you to know that that's not their stuff. You, you're dealing with a people who feels like they're oppressed and on the bottom. So when you feel like you're oppressed and that's on the bottom, listen, no, you don't listen. have no ownership in that. But listen, yeah, that's listen what's to going to happen. Saying, e, I understand what you're saying. I see what you mean by what you're saying. But what you're not grasping from what I'm saying is, all right, cool. This isn't immediately yours. You feel what I'm saying? You have no stake, no stock, no ownership in this particular establishment. You feel what I'm saying? And you angry, you venting. It may some maybe some mm-hmm. other niggas on it. You gonna light it up? Fuck it. What I'm saying is, if the point is, and like we always say, we not advocating no violence. If the point is to get a message across, if the point is to make sure that that sleeping beast that got woke up do what the fuck it need to do before go back to bed, wouldn't it be more impactful to take that energy downtown? Wouldn't it be more? Right. Listen, hold on. Do you under? What I'm saying is, I, the, listen, I don't think we understand anger. But listen, the, the actual emotion of anger. You can't, you can't tell. You can't say that. You you been you been long you been long enough. No, but we know rational stuff doesn't out, happen when you angry. We listen. All right. I've been heated here. I don't know if I've ever been as heated as them. I'm gonna say I've never been as heated as them. So I can't say that. Maybe I will do something rational in that particular moment. But I know using my life experience, if something, if for if for some reason, and I always keep this in the back of my mind. If I got a bug out on the establishment, if she got to get fucked up around me, it's not happening directly around me. I'm going to this city. I'm going to where that nigga stay at or I'm going downtown. And we finna cut this bitch open. You know what I'm saying? The, the, city, <laughs> right. the city of wherever, the, let's say I'm in, I'm in San Antonio. The city of San Antonio is going to feel this pressure. They're going to know, oh, this is not just happening on the north side or whatever the fuck. This happening in the heart of the city. We at the AT&T right. Center. Shit I mean, I, I think you see what I mean. I, see I think the I think the best uh, the best example would probably be uh, what's big dude name from uh, New York? Cool. Uh, Eric Garner is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, like when he got Eric killed, Garner. Yeah. Like when he got killed by the police. Niggas didn't go to Brownsville or East New York. Niggas went straight downtown Brooklyn and started tearing up shit. The, the only reason why I even said anything, and, and, and like I said, it's not that I disagree with you. Don't get it twisted. I'm not about to go riot and vandalize nobody's, right. whatchamacallit, but, uh, business. But I do understand anger. And when I was watching Mike Brown's stepfather, I think, when he said burn this bitch down, when he was talking about Ferguson, I understood what he said. That man just lost a child. So don't like don't try to rationalize with him about a business in that moment that he doesn't own. It's gonna get burned down. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if they feel like rioting is a problem, I mean then you they know need me, to like check I said the in police. the beginning. That's all I'm saying. I, like you can ride, you can tear up what you want to tear up, where you want to tear it up at. My thing is what frustrates me is what's next? Because they doing all this rioting today. They gonna ride tomorrow. They gonna ride Friday. They gonna ride Saturday. But then Sunday, we're gonna go to church and all gonna be forgiven and it's gonna be a dead issue. And they're gonna ride again if these dudes I mean, get that's, off. That's, I just wanna I let you know that happened before it even happened. I don't think that'll happen. That's how we operate. I, I get that part too, but it's like, 
what's next? You know what I'm saying? What's next? We have to do something other than march in the streets and riot. We have to do, we have to take that next step eventually. That's my whole thing. We have to take the next step. Whatever the next step is, I don't know. You know, because I'm not in that leadership role. But I know it, like, we have to do something more than protest. Because protest only goes so far. Like, I mean, like, protest brings awareness. Okay, yeah. now now, now we got the attention. Yeah. What's next? You know what I think would be the most impactful thing if black people don't vote? I think black people should just withhold their vote for life. No, nah, because black people, didn't, black people yeah. didn't vote four years ago. And we see how that turned out the past four years. Nah, I just... I just, I just think. Hey, I agree with my body. I agree. I think a lot of black people don't want that nigga to be in office, but this wasn't enough. But I think if black people withhold their vote for some years and then come in mass one particular year and demonstrate, hey, this is the pull we got, my nigga. But then again, like I said, that's gonna take a certain amount of organization and centralization that I yeah. don't think we have. That's forty. That's forty million of us. Yeah. Good luck. I don't, I don't think it's going to take that much. And I think we're about to see this, like, not to get into the next election, but I think we're about I'm to see this sure, in this upcoming man. election when people don't turn out for yes, Biden. I think they're going to be like, all right, we got to go back to the drawing board. These niggas yo, is not just going to give us our well, votes well, anymore. Well, yeah, vote anymore. We have to give well, them first something. First off, y'all know I'm, I don't do politics, first off. Yeah. But I will say some funny shit. Biden said we wasn't black if you don't That's what I'm vote. saying. What y'all feel? How y'all feel? I'll slap the shit out of Joe Biden. Oh, now you want to slap the shit out of somebody, but you looked at me all inside my head when I smacked Sandoval for saying nigga. Nah, but listen, I ain't look at you crazy. I was surprised. I was like, oh, this is what he's doing? But <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is, I'm just like, bro, like, first off, Joe Biden's ultra sketchy to me. I was never going to vote for that nigga anyway. He's ultra sketchy to me. A, B, I'm like, bro, like, for me, he, so, bro, so you don't vote for it, I don't vote. I don't, I don't participate in the fucking... In the, uh, Look, let me let me let me in, make in this message very clear. Oh, let me make this message very clear to people. Fuck the presidential election. You need to start voting for your local election shit because that's what really affects your life. Like if you really didn't know that, that's what really affects your life. Like your mayors and your governors and your the, the local politicians. That's who affect the everyday person's life. So that's who people need to vote for because the president, the president don't really fuck with your life. Like Donald Trump is horrible, but what has he done bad for your life? Not shit. I think, I think what, what a lot of black people are scared of and, and, and I'm not in this group, but they looking at stuff like Supreme court justices and things like that. that's going to affect generations, but I'm with Mabaki. At some point, we got to take a stand and just be like, we're not participating in your little shenanigans, you know, if you're not going to give us some tangible. It's simple as that. Something that we can hold on to, you're going to, you know, cut us in on some of those resources so we can get out of this rut that we're in. I don't think we're And bro, that's we're, how they going to participate, too. you know? Because these niggas, these niggas already made the distinctions. They drew the line. The Latino vote, the black vote, the young vote. They looking at it how the fuck we need to be looking at it. They yep. know what the fuck right. it is. They know how the fuck niggas is mobilizing. Mm -hmm. So if it's a matter of niggas just withholding that vote, let's say eight years, we just chill. End of the eight years, mm, slap these niggas with a million votes. You know what I'm saying, well, however many million votes. They gonna I mean, feel it's that 40 million But like I said, I don't think we got the organization to do so. I don't think that organization will be president in our lifetime. 
Yeah, that's true. Well, look here, good people. That was that on that topic. We're going to step out. We're going to gather our thoughts, pay some bills, and we're going to get on this second topic, and we'll get back with you on. Good people, welcome back to the second part of Let's Talk About It. You know me, I'm your host, ASAP Barbie in the game game, Eric Mabaki. Um, this second topic, it's a little lighter, so y'all can get your hands off your hearts and off your heads, no more fevers and whatnot. Um, it might make you think a little bit, though. Uh, this one, this topic is, it's, uh, it's, it's touching. Uh, it came from, it came from a, a subscriber, uh, that hit me up in the DM. Um, the topic is, what's too big of an age gap for people to date? Um, for me, I just tell people, you, you, you love who you love. Like, as long as they're of age, as long as they're legal, I don't really care. I mean, like, yeah, some of it looks a little weird, but, you know, you, you don't know people's situations or or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I think a lot of people have a problem with, like, older guys, like, 28, 29, talking to, like, an 18, 19-year-old. But then if he was like 59 and she was 49, it would be perfectly fine, which I don't, I don't get the difference. Cause I mean, he still knows more. He still, difference. I mean, he still knows more about the world. He's seen more, he's done more. Like, you know, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't get it. Eric, I'm gonna let you take this one away. You didn't, you didn't give a number. What's your age gap? That nigga said oh, long I mean, they oh, long oh, they leave. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I said eighteen to one hundred. It really don't matter. How <laughs> long as they leave? <laughs> so hey, I did I did some research on this one as I told y'all in pre pro, and uh, I'm gonna send you the link just so you can post it on your social media so people can go look it up. But I found two formulas: one to see if he or she is too young, and one to see if he or she is too old. Um, and I'll just go over with you just to give you some context. So. Too young is your age divided by two plus seven, and too old is your age minus seven times two. So I'm gonna use Mabaki, you, and me, you know what I'm saying, as an example. So Mabaki being 24 years old, if we divided his age by two and then added seven, that would be 19. So I, I like this formula because I wouldn't really frown at Mabaki if he was dating a 19 year old. She's of age, he's still I'll a young dude, Mabaki if he you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then on the on the high end side to see if she's too old you take Mabaki's age subtract 7 and then multiply by 2 which will be 34 so I, if I look at Mabaki and I find out his wife was 34 I don't know if I really have a problem with that you know yeah we could do the old oh, man when she was 24 he was 14 thing but like will we really frown upon it and if you was just curious Barbie you being 34 years old, the low end for you, too young, would be 24 years old, and too old would be over 54 years old. So I like that formula. I think it's a it's a good little gap. Uh, when I look at too old, it's like, dang, man, 54, 55, we looking at our mama's age. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But like I said, if you, if you had a 54-year-old baddie, would I really say something to you? Nah, man. Nah. Like you said, you love who you love. So that's where I'm at with it. 
Yeah, I mean, and and all the only reason I say is it's difficult is because like if you just go back and if you just go back in time, if you just go back to like your great grandparents and shit, I'm almost probably everybody's great grandfather was way older than their great grandma. And some mm. the same way with grandmas and grandpas. You know, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, they get a pet. I feel like they get a pass because that was societal norm back then. They get a pass because it wasn't a law, but because it's a law, exactly. because it's a law now, it makes things shaky. Like, so you. Tell I think it's just the norms of society. At one point, it was okay for niggas to be walking around not bathing. Niggas just like, yo, I don't. Right. This is no, what no, this no, is how I live. No, what I'm saying is like, okay, for instance, <laughs> like back in the day, you know, your 27 year old grandfather knocking off your 16 year old grandma that was the norm back then but but these niggas spent their whole life together so who's to say that he really didn't love her you know what i'm saying like he he loved her i mean i'm not not saying i'm not saying i mean i have a daughter so i would shoot a nigga right now if he was 27 dating a 16 year old daughter (laughs) but if my daughter was 18 and she was dating like a 28 year old nigga I gotta bite the bullet because one she that's a no go. I gotta bite the bullet because one she a grown ass woman. First off, that's a no go. Now, if she live in my house, then no go. That's a no go across the board. Look, Pete, this is this is the this is what the fuck niggas need to know. Niggas looking at it the wrong way. Here's the reason why. First of all, you said earlier, if a nigga a particular age be fucking with an 18 year old, etc., etc. You gotta understand, like. 10 years at different particular points in people's life mean different things. Right. 18, 19, 20-year-old, what's their life experiences? All these niggas know about is fucking, I mean, cleaning out their locker in high school. (laughs) These niggas, these niggas ain't been through shit. They don't, they they have no knowledge. And let's not from somebody who was an 18-year-old a few years ago. Let's not make it, let's not make it one-sided either because Women out here getting these young boys too. One hundred facts. I saw some wild shit the other day. I'm not going to even get into, but it's across the board, men and women, straight, gay, across the board. Motherfuckers is doing all sorts of crazy shit. And for me, I think the way I look at it as once you're past 30, 33 around that age, you good to go. You could be with whoever all the way up. Like in that age range, like you could be 60 fucking with a 33, et cetera, et cetera. Cause for me, at that particular point in time, this person is going through particular life, or they should have gone through enough life life experiences for them to know a particular thing. They know how to protect themselves. They should know how to carry themselves. They should know how to take care of themselves. They should have some sense. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at that point, the sky's the limit. However weird it gets, that's y'all love. Y'all can do what y'all want. Once you get beneath that, though, it gets a little shaky for me. For instance, what's name said 24, me being 24, 19. Now, on the surface, that may not look vicious. But like I said, I was 18, 19, not that long ago. And being an 18, 19-year-old is, I don't know if it was, well, it was different. It was a lot different when y'all was 18, 19, not to fall on y'all age. But being an 18, 19-year-old, like, that shit is wild. Like, these niggas don't know shit. But they think they know everything. And I'm talking from experience. When I was 18 and 19, niggas couldn't tell me shit. Niggas would be giving me advice. I'd be like, nah, fuck all that. I know what... Oh, I, not even today. I'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But in my mind, I'd be like, 
Yeah, fuck out of here, boy. I know how to fucking do this. I know how to handle this shit. I'm 24 now, and let me tell you, boy, was I wrong. Experience is very important. Experience is very necessary. Across the board, too. Not just, like, experiences in the real world, but sexual experiences. um, Like, you know, like, relationship experiences. Going through particular uh, uh, intimate trials or going through, like, emotional trials. All of that shit is necessary in building a person to be what they're supposed to be. I'm going to tell you. I feel like once you're a particular age, if you dive in this low, if you dive in this deep into the pool to get these little saplings... You bugging like leave these niggas alone. Like let I'm them do what they need to do. Yo, I'm gonna tell you what it is though. Nobody wanna say it. Nobody wanna admit it. This is for men and women. For all these older women and all these older men who go get these youngsters that be like 18, 19, like you talking about. Mm. They go get them so they can train them to be who they want them to be. That's why they do it. I can feel that. That's why they do it. It's easy to manipulate a child. Because realistically, yeah. 18, 19, yeah, you legally grown. But nigga, you can't even buy cigarettes yet. You can't buy alcohol yet. So it's easy right. to man- it's easy to manipulate you with, if I got a full-time job paying for a house and car note and all that, I can manipulate you and be like, yeah, I can give you the same thing. If you do this, 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 this. Now you brainwashed. So 100. Now, that's facts. I, I got a question. Oh, go ahead. So now, so now you who I want you to be, and that's how you're gonna be the rest of your life. That's why they be tasting these young girls like that. And these young girls swear they be, oh, I'm a player, I know the game. And these young boys be the same way. I know the game, and you don't know shit. I got a question. So for the sky's the limit thing, right? So you you said thirty is good to go. Yeah, like thirty. So if a thirty year old dude was dating thirty three year old dude was dating your grandmother, let's say she's 65, 70, you cool with that? Fine. I don't care who my grandmother giving up. You you not listening to him sideways? Like yo, what you trying to? You know what I'm saying? That's a like, grown man. If my my issue would be if my grandmother was like with somebody around my age. That's when I would have a problem. That's when I'd be like, all right. Oh, you ain't see the Tyler Perry movie then, You got to watch that Tyler Perry movie because in the Tyler Perry movie, a young dude, like, he manipulated an older woman and took all her shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at that dude sideways. So check this out, my boggy. You said you'll have a problem if your grandmother was dating somebody your age, right? So in six years, you'll be 30. So if she was dating somebody 30 in six years, you going to have an issue with it? Nah, but that's just me being a a, a, a brass, you know what I mean, bullish young man. You know but he, I'm but he your age. Nah, but then, but I'm saying we grown. If 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 my if if me if me and this nigga thirty three, my grandmother in her sixties. I don't got no grandmother, so this shit ain't really hitting me hard. They, they, they <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or what? What about your mother? My, what about my, if the dude is dating your mother, mother and he's the same age as you? If the dude was like thirty, you feel what I'm saying? That's what my mom want. I'm fine with that. Like, I ain't got no problem with that. This is a grown-ass man. Hopefully, by the time he's 30, he's doing well for himself. He can handle himself. If he bug out, it's not only me. It's another six of me about the same size. We we going to fight. We going to fuck you up, buddy. It's, it's, what about you, Barbara? Your mother did for 29 years. Hell no. We going to fuck you up, buddy. <laughs> Hell no. I'm but I don't see the issue. If we I'm grown, a, yo, if we grown, don't you want your mother to be happy? Do you want your mom to be happy? I do want her to be happy, but I don't want her to get played. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And, and but I'm just saying, like, who knows what they're doing behind closed doors? Who know what she's signing over? Who know what she's buying him? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
yeah, she might be having a time of her life, you know, but I would be like, that's why I say some like 30 year olds. All right. If you were a 50 year old, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at you sideways. But if you go any higher than that, man, I'm thinking you're skinny. Right, e, let me you ask know? you a question. You got to be skinny. E, let me ask you a question. Your mother raised you, right? You yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mother, like, I mean, she, she, you trust your mom. You feel like your mom is a bright woman. She, she raised you to the man you are today. I mean, she, she definitely got yeah. some off. So then I feel like that's the same way I see my mom. I saw her. I'm saying she was a bright woman, capable, smart on her toes. It wasn't like she had all timers or nothing like that. And I would trust her in that situation to be able to stand down, to be able to hold shit down and know, like, when a nigga trying to play her, I'm saying, and and uh, when a nigga really serious, you feel what I'm saying? I trust my mother to be able to do that. So I feel like I can say that same for y'all. Like, I trust my mom to be able to do that. I would have that conversation, though. I'd be like, mom, who this? Where you right. know him from? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not gonna be oh as long as you happy. Is what I'm, I'm saying, saying we just let the nigga know. We be like, hey buddy, you do your thing. Just make sure you know. If you do it, get as far as you can. Cause we own you. We gonna oh yeah, we gonna oh, get yeah. back. We gonna get valid. But like for me, for me, in my personal experience, my mom knowing the type of person she was, I be like, you got that. You go hold that down. Cause I know her. I know she 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 on her toes. She's not gonna let niggas invade her bubble but then you know then again love make you do strange things you know what I'm saying love and lust make you do strange things but like I said, what about your pops what about your pops you know, if listen, he getting younger I don't even want to talk about that I mean I come from a different culture my pops is all over the place I ain't even I mean, like, indulge I mean like it is crazy because like I mean it's nine <laughs> years it's being nine years older than somebody too much it just depends on what how old you guys are. Nine year if if you're if you're twenty nine and they're nineteen, that's a yeah, bro, some shit. I, want. I mean, I'm, all, I'm but only, if, I'm yeah, only if she's twenty nine and you're thirty nine, then maybe I can talk it out. Maybe I, can I mean, I'm only saying that because my dad is nine years older than his wife, and he met her when she was twenty two, and mm-hmm. they've been married for twenty five years. Bless up. How old was your dad? Nine years older than her. Bless up. So he was yeah, 31. He was I'm about to he do the math on it. She was 22. This nigga had three kids already. She had none. And so 31 divided by two is 15.5 plus seven is 22.5. He good. <laughs> he good. Quick math. Quick math. <laughs> I mean, listen. It works. Listen. It probably worked most of the time. We just talking about what makes us feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying Jay Z with Beyonce, but, like, uh, 29 and 22, not bad. It, she graduated college, you know, she got a job. Yeah, you know, I ain't mad you know at it. It just, it really, really realistically, it depends on each individual situation. You never know. Somebody, I know niggas who 35, 36, who life is in the gutter. These niggas ain't got shit going on for them. These niggas can't take care of a dog, nonetheless, uh, a relationship. Another person, parents. right? Yeah, exactly. So. It really just depends on each individual situation, but for me personally, like if it was my children, like come on, buddy. If if let's say God, I ain't going to say that. I was about to say thank God I don't have a daughter. I ain't going to say that because I'm still young. You never know what I have. But yep. um, pop around. Let's say I had a daughter, right? If if some grown ass man come through the door talking about, hey, how you doing, Mister Mabaki? I'm gonna hit you with my pistol. I'm gonna hit you with my gun. <laughs> I mean, he's too hard I mean, to like I, my Like I told Eric too, the double standard is real. I That's mean, right. because because what you what you allow your son to do, you won't allow your daughter to do. That's real. 
Nah, but listen, I can't speak from experience because I don't have no daughter. But I've made like a stringent, like I've made like a effort to not do that amongst my nieces and nephews. But what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying to you is, let's say your son 18, right? Yeah. He bring home this 30 year old baddie. You probably gonna back this nigga up, like yo. Nah, I'm not though. Like I said, I I I made I made a. But if your daughter, but if your daughter 18, to do so. If your daughter 18 and she bring home a 30 year old nigga, you finna hit this nigga in the face with a pistol. I'm I'm not gonna hit the female in the face with I'm, I'm not gonna hit him in the face with them pistols. Yeah, I'm gonna pop let me tell you, I'm gonna vacate the premises. I'm, I'm gonna tell him, hey, you need to get out of here. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity ass whooper, so I don't give a fuck about your gender. <laughs> but for me, you know what I would want to know? I want to know if they've been married before. Yeah. What happened? Like why? I want to know why I'm my daughter. You, I'm gonna you know tell you what I'm like saying? This. If my daughter was dating a thirty year old, first thing I'm my first thought is this nigga got autism or something, or he radio. <laughs> I mean, because if you're 30, you have nothing in common with the 18, 19 year old. Anybody That's under true. 21, you have nothing in common but liquor and sex. Or at least you shouldn't. Yeah, or at least you shouldn't. Liquor and sex. Well, like That's I said, it. The world so, is I mean, different. It's now, like, I mean, because I, I mean, I look at stuff. I mean, I, and I tell people all the time. If you fucking an eighteen year old, cool. That's your thing. I mean, you know, that's your business because she legal, so nobody can ever be mad at that. But if you in a whole ass relationship, talking about getting married and having babies, yeah, we gotta sit down and talk. That shit weird to me. It's not. It's like, where are you at? For me, I'm like, if I'm let's say let's say I'm if I'm hunting, I'm hunting for something like in my area. You feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to take on something that's like that. I feel like mentally. Can stand, can stand but, tall. You feel what I'm saying? Has right, but, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're taking you, advantage at that point. You when, you hunting, when you hunting for a relationship, you're looking for something that's right. You know, something, yeah. that's, something that's good for you. But when you just like, if you go to the bar or the club as a single man, nigga, you, you, you like a lion in the jungle. You're looking for that drunk gazelle in the back. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just, that's just the reality of it. That bitch could be that's 18, true. she could be 50. If the drunk gazelle willing to come home and take these balls, you're going to give it to her. That's tough. That's ridiculous. How fucking crazy do you think you would look bringing home an 18-year-old girl talking about, yeah, this is my girlfriend, we go out, like to your family, like to Thanksgiving? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it so 100 with you. And I know my family probably going to listen to this shit too. If I brought an 18-year-old to the crib for Thanksgiving or some shit, nigga, they're going to laugh like they're at a Kevin Hart comedy show. <laughs> These niggas I mean, are gonna laugh in my face. Have? They're gonna laugh in her face. They're gonna laugh in my face. They're gonna yeah. point. They're gonna be like, "You a clown?" Like they're gonna go crazy. But that's just me. They gonna you gonna have to stay by her the whole time because they're gonna give her the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your that. auntie's gonna see she young when she yeah. walks through the door. You know, like, and they're not gonna outright ask her. You know. But yeah, they gonna you want me to put on some cartoons, sweet? Exactly. That's what they gonna do. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. My mother's gonna be like, "Would you rather watch Space Jam or Mulan?" They gonna have her. In her they gonna have her in there fucking doing tours. I'm like, like, yeah, we made you some chicken nuggets. I got you some chicken nuggets. I know the animal style ones. <laughs> Straight up. Would you like warm milk or what? Nah, but wow. yeah, I mean, so so basically, like ten years is is basically too too big. 
It depends on when, what time. It depends on how old the female is or male is. Okay. If it's 10 years, you 49, they 39, it's no big deal. If it's 10 years, you 29, they 19, we need to talk. Okay. I, I mean, I can agree to that. Mm. I mean, it's still a little weird to me, but I can agree to it. Yeah. All right, good people. So y'all know at the end of every episode, we try to leave you with some kind of something, whatever it may be, wisdom, knowledge, a funny, whatever the case may be. Uh, I'm just gonna keep it simple. Um, and this, I mean, no, no, you know, no shade towards the women, but this one is for my for my black men out there. Be safe. Be safe. Whatever that means to you, be safe. Like be in, cause like, dude, we are like. I feel like we're like deer in the woods. Like we're like the most hunted people ever. Like you know, but and I and I. And I say this to say, like, we don't have nobody to lean on or go to because shit is rough because we are the protectors of our, you know, of our women, of our children. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we being hunted and we feel like we're alone. So my thing is just be safe. Eric, what you got for me? I just want to tell the people to stop seeking alliance. And understanding from people who have identified themselves as your adversaries, meaning, meaning we got to be disciplined enough to only invest our time and energy into reliable allies with mutual interests. Meaning, like, if they don't, they're not on the same sheet as you, don't waste your time with them. Get with people that's on the same wavelength and move forward. Uh, because nobody else out here is, is going to help. You know, if, if we're going to fix this problem, we gonna have to fix this problem. That's all. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, stay safe during this coronavirus time. You know what I'm saying, niggas ain't a hundred thousand deaths. You know, I know some of y'all believe that. Some of y'all don't. You know what I'm saying, mask it up. You feel what I'm saying? Hold it down. Mask on. You know what I'm saying that's it though. You just said mask off. No, I said mask on. <laughs> all right, good people. That's the end of the show. We'd like to thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Let's Talk About It. What's up? It's your girl, Aubrey Shine, and that was Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie.